this whiskey and laid on the passenger seat. Heard I got new friends, a me who's got peach blonde hair and a pretty face that you've been showing around all over the place. Did you think I wouldn't hear that I let it go? Well, then the woman you love is someone you know. You lying, cheating, you're no good. You see the kind of redneck man. I'm done believing if you do it once, do it again. Bye-bye, baby, you're a dead man. And there's gonna be a whole down. A redneck showdown. I'll do a two-step bang, bang. I'll get in line on the chain gang. And that's a bit of the brand new single from my guests, Instant Rivalry, brother-sister duo Caleb and Megan Hutton. The song is called Hoedown, and it is from their album Whiskey and Lead, which is out now for you to download, stream, purchase and put on repeat uh, there's 15 great tracks on it we'll hear that first single and another track from it on the way uh, they are brother sister duo as i mentioned uh, in the prince edward county area beautiful out there and now we're going to get to know about their influences songwriting and just how long they've been doing this i won't ask them how they met because i know they met in the hospital or around then uh you know <laughs> at that stage, of course as babies, I did hear somebody tell me once that an interviewer asked a family group how they first met, so that's where that came from. But uh, without further ado, Meg and Caleb, how you doing? We're great, Dave. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and it is so great. I've run into you guys so many times over the years, and uh, it's just great to have you here on the show at last. Well, nice. thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's so great so to exciting. be on Album the show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think the last time we saw each other was at, uh, let's see, the CMAO Awards in Ottawa. Yeah, that's correct. We, we, I think the last time we saw you was on the red carpet with Chris that's Buck. It. We got a great picture. We got a great, exactly, we got a great picture, uh, the two of you, Chris Buck and me, uh, which is an awesome picture. I'll be sure to share that again on some Thursday throwback because uh, it's great. So the album is out now, Whiskey and Lead, 15 tracks, and I've been seeing all the media coverage you guys have, and everybody wants to get this, but you guys seem to, uh, you know, you're on, you're on Global News in, uh, in your area, um, you're all over the radio, and you've got a bunch of CD release parties going on. We do. So we started out with a CD release concert in our hometown, and it sold out, so we booked some kind of like follow-up shows to, I guess, supply the demand, and uh, we've been giving out copies of the <laughs> album to everybody who buys tickets. It's, it's been amazingly well received. We've been having and a lot. Of, we've been having a lot of fun with it. Well, that's great, and I can tell that you two have had are having fun at it. Now, this album was five years in the making, as I understand it. Uh, tell me about those five years. Well, they were a long five years. They kind of started with Caleb and I winning the Next Country Music Star competition. Um, we were the first mm -hmm. winners of that. And we got to perform at Havoc. And then the following year, we won another competition called the Ontario Backroads Country Music Talent Search, which allowed us to open for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band at Manitoulin Country Fest. And uh, we were going to the award shows for the CMAOs that, that they were called at the time before it became CMAO Ontario. Right. And we were meeting a lot of people, and we were working towards an album. But we felt all these pushes and pulls. Do we go with full country pop? Do we go with what we write? Like, do we start bringing in co-writers? Do we start buying other songs? And we took a step back after about three years 
and said, no, you know what, we're going to write this ourselves. We're going to produce this ourselves. We're going to make our own record. And we actually went to, uh, to Nashville to do that and to create kind of what the instant rivalry sound was going to be. It was a long five years, a lot of ups and downs with us. We um, we also like we own our our own recording studio and production company, and uh, like we've we've since day one, I've always oversaw everything. And I think the biggest thing was like we were trying to get the the sounds uh, that we wanted from the album, and we were just not getting it uh, here. So we ended up booking a um, a studio down there, and we hand selected our uh, favorite. Uh, musicians that we knew that would capture the essence of, of the whole album. And um, we did everything live off the floor down there, and everything worked out just perfectly. And I, we had Tammy King and Steve Brewster on drums, and mm-hmm. Justin Shipper and Scotty Sanders on, on steel and dobro, Jim Hoke on harmonica, Troy Lancaster on guitar, Steve Nathan on piano. It was the dream team. Big, uh, big Grammy <laughs> winners and uh, one the piano, huh? piano player was Muscle Shoals. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think when we recorded everything down there, that five years, finally, it was worth it. it like it was worth, worth the it. wait. And we were very happy with the outcome. You knew the right people to pick, which is amazing, because not everybody would know, you know, who to go to as far as players. And you knew. I guess you've obviously studied it. You knew who these people were. Uh, well, we grew up in, in a household that was rich with, with music in all genres. And uh, Caleb is a sound engineer. Um, it comes very natural to him. I'm more like the writer and the performer. But uh, mm-hmm. he did his due diligence, and I trusted him implicitly <laughs> when we, he was picking out these musicians and and now that I've, I've heard finished products i completely understand why so he's the genius behind all that oh, i think it's so cool well, that you guys not only write your own stuff but that you do produce it as well because basically you're like a self-contained unit i mean it's all you're creating everything for yourselves yeah and i think that a huge reason why we started our own label and our own production and promotion company is because we had such a clear vision of what we wanted that uh, we knew how to get there. So we decided to create our own business, and there's Instant Rivalry, and there's Back 40 Productions. And uh, some people that know us well, I'm always humbled when they refer to us as two of the hardest working musicians in the biz, um, because most days, by the time I pour myself into bed, I do feel like it. Um, But I think it's important (laughs) to do your due diligence and work hard. Yeah, for sure. There's so many people with talent, but the the hard work is really what makes that difference. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not working at it and uh, going to great lengths to get yourself heard, et cetera, it's not going to matter. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing. Now, um, I've heard of sibling rivalry, of course, and you're, you're a brother and sister. The group is called um, Instant Rivalry. Where, where did the name come from? Because I know sometimes it's tough to find a name. <laughs> we were We were in high school. And uh, Caleb, uh, Caleb was bullied a lot in, in school. And I found that the, the one thing that kind of got us both through what I would call one of the most difficult years of our lives was, was playing music together and, and fighting the, the good fight together. And I really think we didn't even know the term. We were too young. I don't know. We didn't know the term sibling rivalry. So it's just a happy coincidence. But um, yeah. instant rivalry just stands for you know, immediately just standing up for what you believe in and, and who you are and, and fighting every day, fight the good fight. Wow. 
I love that. You guys persevered together, and thanks to music, um, it led us here to this album that is out now. And as I was telling you before we came on the air, 15 tracks. You're giving people their money's worth because they're getting 15 songs in here all at once as opposed to, say, an EP that might be seven or eight songs. So we're getting a lot of instant rivalry music at once. Yeah, we uh, we grew up, like, always loving favorite albums and listening to, like, a full album. It almost wants to tell a story or an era of that musician. And we felt like not doing what the... A lot of people are going out and doing the EPs and stuff like that right now. And we just felt like we had enough content and we we just really wanted to put out everything that we uh, we wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, and we actually, funny enough, Dave, we cut two songs from this album um, before <laughs> before we went down to room. Yeah, we did. Two more. And, oh, wow. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next album. Like, there's like, you know, there's five to ten years worth of material that's on here. You're gonna hear that when you buy whiskey and lead. Like, the the whole album showcases years of our songwriting evolution and our musicianship, mm-hmm. and and you'll hear that it's you know the songs are different. Um, thank you for saying that it's cool that we did an album. A lot of people kind of gave us slack yeah. for even the full album instead of the EP. I know that it's 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 a hard press in the digital age, but we just really wanted to pay homage to our influencers and just, you know, put out a full album. Full albums are great, and you can kind of go through a storyline or at least just get more in-depth where a writer is at and where artists are at, both of you. Um, and now describe your music. Of course, we could simplify it and say country music, and it is that. But uh, you've got, I don't know if it's Americana. I'll let you uh, talk about it, but there's you know titles like Annie Oakley and uh, Little Old Farmhouse and Tell You Ride, so songs like that. And of course, there's a lot of traditional titles, um, straightforward titles. But uh, what is the other sound other than country that we're going to hear on here? You're going to hear, I'm going to say maybe some folk, some alternative country, meaning like that Americana kind of sound. Um, you're going to hear a little bit of rock, a little bit of blues. Yeah, you get, well, it's it's kind of like we used to be in an alternative rock band um, 10, 12 years ago. So I think, you know, a little bit of that and us growing up listening to Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and all that, we still have a little bit of that edge that we like. Mm-hmm. And I think with the instant lovery, that attitude and all that sometimes comes out. So, And we grew up listening to Southern Rock. So I think a little bit of that, that rock edge is uh, is in there. But, uh, yeah, with the all-country, like, that's kind of becoming a new popular genre. And, you know, Casey Musgraves mm-hmm. and Mar- Marina Lambert, all of them are starting to be uh, put into that uh, genre. And it's I think, to me, the alt-country is, is fitting all of the not the typical top 40 country that's going on right now. It's putting in that Americana, the folk, the uh, I don't know what that is exactly. What it's, some people 10 right. or 15 years ago might have called traditional country is now alternative country. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's funny the way it comes around and it comes back in style. And it's just so great that your album has got that different kind of sound to it. So it just kind of stands out a bit more. Um, 2015, you mentioned uh, the next country music star, which, of course, takes place in Bethany, Ontario at the Ranch Resort. I've been a judge a couple of times, two or three times um, in the last couple of years. So I wasn't there in 2015. But uh, tell me about that, because it's launched a lot of great careers. And what was that like for you? Obviously, it kind of was like a launching pad. It was uh, it was an intimidating experience. Now Caleb and I, we don't really do competitions. Cause, you know, in their first uh, 
you know, we, we started out in 2007 and we never won anything. Those like rock battle, the bands and stuff. We never won any of that stuff. And uh, we signed up on a whim and we drove through the worst snowstorm I think I've ever driven through all the way to oh, Bethany. Wow. I think it took us almost, almost four hours to get there. And we were up oh, against, wow. uh, we were up against bands like James Barker band, Kansas stone. I'm trying to think of some other guys that were there that year. Jesse Slack, I think. Is, oh, wow. There, yeah. Ben Hudson. Big names. Yeah. Big names, you know, and these are people that, you know, have become friends of ours now. Um, and it was, they all had bands for the most part. Uh, Caleb and I showed up and it was just the two of us with our acoustic guitars. We only played original material. Somehow we went from the preliminary round to the, the semifinals to the finals. And by the time we got to the finals, I think we were the, the only acoustic act and the judge panel i want to say it was mike mike denny bruce good trevor lamar from sony and tony tarleton and okay, uh yep. wow i was absolutely shocked when when they announced the winner and it was us um <laughs> and they on the merit of our songwriting and we actually went in and one of the songs from the album we we, we had written the week before because you know all these other awesome bands had these great drinking and partying songs. And I went, oh, we need a drinking and partying song. So we wrote, wrote uh, Drink You Pretty for the next Country Music Star competition. <laughs> and it was right. a good chuckle. Yeah, it was only a couple, uh, a, couple day, <laughs> a couple nights before we were like, you know, do we, what do we do? Do we like do a cover because everybody else are doing covers? And then we were finally like, well, okay, you know what, let's just sit down and bang out a um, a drinking tune. And and one night we put together a uh, drinking song. We recorded it on our phones, and literally on the whole way up there, we were listening to it just to remember how to play it um, because we never <laughs> actually, yeah, we never actually played it live. Wow! So we pretty much <laughs> won it, and won uh, it. That's and, not a word. Uh, well, it's a word for, for this guy. That's awesome. And yeah, so it's uh, and it, it it was one of the reasons too why actually Bruce Good. At the end of the at the end of the the song the song he they were kind of just talking about it and Bruce Good says to Megan well um, could you drink me pretty and before I could even respond <laughs> Caleb was like on the microphone going hey man that's my sister and the oh. judges just started roaring that's was, yeah, hilarious there's a lot of fun that's, and actually since then we, Bruce Good and us uh, we've been really good friends yeah. Actually, you know what I will That's say right now while we're talking. About, yeah, please. while we're talking about Bruce Good, he's been a, a great mentor to us. Uh, always pouring out great advice and telling us to stick to our guns. And I would have to say, if it wasn't for people like him or even Brian Allen, um, telling telling us like stick to what you know what you do, I don't know if we would have finished the album. Just having their support was so so nice during this whole process. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, so invaluable to have people like that around you who are in your corner, who are obviously uh, big people in the industry and very knowledgeable to, to say that and, uh, you know, have your back and, and push you forward with that advice. I think it's amazing. And it's a great lesson that you were the only acoustic performers there and you want it because most people would assume that the full band is going to beat acoustic, but it's, it's great that it comes down to the songs and that's really what country music is about, right? It's more about the songwriting than anything else. I agree with that. Me too. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> but, but it's easy so true, folks. right? It, 
That it was, is. Yeah. It so is. Yeah. Who was it that it's said uh, all you need? Somebody said in country music, all you need is three chords and the and the truth. Yes, yeah. that, that is. And it, 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 it is. So yeah. I think you're correct. Three chords yeah. in the three chords in the truth, and uh, you keep truth. it simple. And it, but it comes down to yeah, acoustic over. Uh, fully produced bands. I love it. So let's fast forward to present. We've got Whiskey and Lead. We're about to play a track from it. Uh, first of all, what made you choose Whiskey and Lead for the title? Hoedown was, was the song that we wrote that really spearheaded us getting into country music and, and, uh, and doing this album. The, the lyric from the beginning of Hoedown is, there's whiskey and lead on the passenger seat. Heard I got a new friend to meet. <laughs> and Caleb and I have basically become the personification of, of whiskey and lead. And, uh, yeah, smooth as whiskey now, and as whiskey? final as lead. Yeah. I'm one definitely of you whiskey, whiskey, one of your lead or combo? Oh, no. Caleb's whiskey all the way, and I'm lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's hear that song now. We have a lot more to talk about. Uh, I'm speaking with Caleb and Megan Hutton, brother and sister duo from Prince Edward County. Uh, they are instant rivalry. The album is Whiskey and Lead. Uh, the single out right now that uh, you can request at your local country station is called Hoedown, and here it is on In the Country. I'm kicking up dust in my Chevrolet. You better know you got hell to pay. This whiskey ain't late on the passenger seat. Heard I got a new friend to meet who's got peach blonde hair And a pretty face that you've been showing around all over the place Did you think I wouldn't hear that I let it go? Well, then the woman you love is someone you know You lying, cheating, you're no good You see the kind of redneck man I'm double even if you do it once you do it again Bye-bye, baby, you're a dead man And there's gonna be a whole down Do a two-step bang bang. I'll get in line on the chain gang. Well, the fandango always starts real slow, but it's fiery and hot like a tango. With one misstep, you can lose control. Well, I lead, honey, you can follow. We're gonna dance like never before. When I pull in the driving bus down that door, you better move. The bullets from a gun Cause I'm requesting a fast one Oh, you lying, cheating, you're no good You see the kind of redneck man I'm double even if you do it once Do it again Bye-bye, baby, you're a dead man And there's gonna be a hoedown A redneck showdown I'll do it too Redneck man, I'm done believing if you do it once to do it again. 
baby, you're a dead man. And that is Instant Rivalry from Prince Edward County. The song is called Hoedown. Uh, it's one of 15 tracks on their album, Whiskey and Lead, which is out right now. We've got another track on the way from it. Uh, check them out at instantrivalry.com and, of course, their social media sites. Um, I'll ask each of you, and I'll start with you, Caleb, your biggest influence in music. It can be from country. It can be from rock, anywhere. But who was the artist, we'll start with you, Caleb, who uh, kind of kept you inspired all these years or was an early inspiration? Well, Actually, Megan and I were talking about this earlier, and I was I kept always thinking that it was Steve Earle. But then when you just mentioned that, there was another artist that, um, even before Steve Earle, that got me into it, that I remember driving in uh, my, my father's STS Cadillac. Um, and John Hyatt, he had um, an album out. Oh, yeah. um, I think, was it called Perfect, Perfectly Good Guitar? Um, I think that album always stuck with me and it's still it's it's like a desert island album of mine a desert island did you try to say desert island yeah what did i say deserted island desert like if you like i don't think you could be on an island that's a desert because there'd be water deserted island yes here comes the rivalry yeah Yeah. okay we're gonna fight about this yeah no (laughs) that's what deserted island i knew what you meant um Yeah, and um, so, yeah, I I think John Hyatt was one of those ones. I like all of his songs, and, like, he was a wide range all over the place of um, of how he would be doing, like, a perfectly good guitar was, like, a rock tune, and then he would do, like, Buffalo River a Home or Straight Out of Time, which was a country tune. And um, so I think that was kind of what got me into uh, into the country part of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, my father playing uh, with DJ, like, um, listening to Travis Tritt and playing yes. tunes like that. And I think that always kind of, like, certain songs like that, when I would listen to them later on in life, I I would listen to it and go, like, oh, wow, like, I have a vivid memory of being under the DJ table when I was, like, three years old. And it was, like, midnight oh, wow. and a smoky bar. And it was just, like, <laughs> wow. Like, like, really, really hits a lot of memories. And... I think that's kind of what got me back into country. And, and then when I was older, actually listening to the lyrics uh, mm-hmm. was, was when I was like, wow, this is, this is what I want to do. The John Hyatt song that came to mind when I think of John Hyatt is uh, Have a Little Faith in Me, which I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually from the, is it Benny and June uh, movie? Soundtrack, yeah. Soundtrack. And he, put it, he yeah. put it on his 97 album, I think, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's tune, one of those songs tune. that always moved me. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for you, Meg, which uh, which artist has inspired you the most? Um, growing up, I, I, I've always been really, really uh, impartial to Fleetwood Mac. Um, in recent years, people like Chris Stapleton. But whilst we were writing this album, I would have to say John Prime. I know that's really out there, but... You know, there's something about that man's songwriting that yep. that can either tug at your heartstrings, make you laugh, it can make you cry, it can make you think. You know, like his songs like Hello in there, 
um, you know, the first time I heard that, I remember just like sitting in my car and going, I want to, I want to write a song like that. I want to be able to basically in song capture somebody's life and, and tell a story. And, uh, I think that we've finally are getting to that level of songwriting with songs like Little Old Farmhouse. So John Prine, mm-hmm. for sure, is, is a huge influencer to me. Very cool. Do you have a favorite song, and each of you can give an answer on this, a favorite song you've written from the album, let's say, and of course that's always hard to pick. There's probably many that are tied for that, but for maybe a special reason, either the way you wrote it or certain expressions in it or just something about it that uh, moves you, is there a song that stands out for each of you? I'm thinking. Now, I'm pretty... I have I have some pretty strong ties to the last song we wrote for the album, which is Worn Out My Welcome. Um, again, it was it, mainly the process and, and the whole memory of, of writing that song. Um, I sat down on our studio floor. Just a little fun tidbit about me. Whenever I write a song, I like to sit on the floor, <laughs> which is weird. I know, but I'm weird. And uh, sat down and wrote that song. And my process was trying to write an upbeat song and instead this really, really heartfelt ballad came out. So I would, I would have to say worn out my welcome because it's raw and it's, it just paints a really vivid picture of what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear yeah, that song. Uh, what about you, Caleb? It's, I don't know. Like there's a tie of like that old farmhouse um, really got us uh, to win a few of the awards and it's about our grandparents. So like that one's a big one uh, and it's a very emotional yeah. um, attachment but I think if I had to pick, like, Telluride on the album um, is is my, like, whenever someone's like, hey, like, what's the tune that you like the most that's on your album and stuff? And that really pulls out the heartstrings. And, and just at the end of it, you just always go like, wow, like, yes, like, we did that, um, would be Telluride. Have you had a chance to meet any of your, I'm sure you have at the CMAOs and the CCMAs, but who have you met uh, of, among your musical heroes, people you heard on the radio or maybe saw on CMT back in the day uh, that you've had a chance to meet and spend some time with? Uh, one person for me was Russell DeCarl. Um, you know, Dad had a few uh, Prairie Oyster CDs, and uh, I, I always just really dug that man. I thought he was really cool. Somebody else mm-hmm. was Michelle yeah. Wright. Um, oh, yeah. And there are two examples of, of heroes that you have and you get to meet them and they're not a lunch bag letdown. Um, somebody outside <laughs> of country. Well, it ha- it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I like that expression. Like you, I hadn't heard it put that way. Uh, <laughs> well, I've met, I've, I've met some people and I won't say who, uh, that I really, really not idolized, but I looked up to and they don't want to give you two seconds out of their day. And that's, that's just, it's a right. sad, it's a sad thing. It's like having the last sure. cookie take from the cookie jar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paul Kacker and as affects- well. Jefferson Airplane. Pardon? What was that? Uh, Paul Katner from Jefferson Airplane. We got to open for them, and we got to uh, – actually, they, he invited us out to do the encore set with him and the band, and he bestowed wow. upon us some pretty killer advice. It was like that was in our transition time. We were just starting to kind of go into um, in more country and – and our local areas were still like kind of like, hey, like, do you want to open up for Jefferson Airplane Starship their 40th, 50th anniversary between the two bands? And it was a super band, and we were like, well, like, yeah, like, I don't know if we can 
like open for them. Like it feels like like we're changing our style, but like we w- we'll definitely try. And um, it was pretty cool because yeah, we uh, we opened up for them just the acoustic, um, like duo kind of thing, and it was um, it was really cool because like Paul Katner um, was like at that age of he was starting to get pretty frail and he was sitting down performing. And when they asked us to, uh, to play the um, encore of volunteers of America, it was one of those cool moments that he actually got up and you could almost see that life of him popping out of him, of that, of that, like that energy that he used to have. And at the end of the show, some of the bandmates were like, wow, we haven't seen him do that like in a long time. And he was really like, he just liked to see the youth in us and like how we were really taking the stage and owning it. And he said it was inspiring. Yeah. Oh, isn't that amazing? That it was, was amazing. To inspire a, a legend in the music business to, to find something in you, your energy to really uh, get him going. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, now, do you, do you you've talked about acoustically many times, and of course you've won competitions doing it that way. Do you prefer acoustic performances over the full band, or is it just depending on they're just two totally different things? Two completely different things. I love them both. Um, you know, with uh, our whiskey and lead tour and all that kind of stuff, we're we're playing with a seven piece band. There's nine of us on stage. It's uh, it's a whole other experience. Being a songwriter, I love anything stripped back to an acoustic guitar or a piano. Um, I love them both equally in, in many different ways. What about you, Caleb? Yeah, like the acoustic thing is just, to me, when you're in an intimate setting, I really love being able to tell the stories and how we wrote the songs to an audience that is, you know, like if it's only 15 to 50 people, it's really cool because everyone has a different connection with you. When you're with the full band and you're in a bigger audience, it feels like sometimes you have to be a little bit more like pumping out the songs. You don't talk as much about the songs, but also Mm -hmm. what's great is that we have, you know, seven people behind us backing us up. So we don't have to, in some ways work as hard as (laughs) it's, it's, yeah. Like, you're not... Caleb, Caleb is basically a one-man band. If we play acoustic, I'll play like rhythm or electric guitar, but Caleb will be playing lead guitar. He'll also be playing a kick drum, a harmonica, sometimes a mandolin too. So this is why he's saying that he likes the band more because he doesn't have to work as hard. <laughs> yeah, and I get, I get to move around a little bit more and interact with the audience, and uh, and the energy is totally different. With the full band, you're like you're, the, the adrenaline is up and and you're just pumping it out and it's it's a lot of fun and and it's two different audiences. I I really seem to see is people are screaming a lot more and and yep. yeah the energy is higher when it comes to acoustic. Not, the energy is there, but it's it's a more like of a mellow, man. <laughs> it's more of a mellow kind of uh, energy and it, it, it's it's two different settings and I love both of them. Totally. With the acoustic, it lends itself to uh, listening rooms. And I've talked to some people about that expression. Some people haven't heard that before, but you guys know where you go to a room and really it's, you're there to listen. It's not 
the full band all and everybody might be talking during the show. It's it's acoustic and people are listening to the stories and the songs, and uh, are enjoying that experience. And and uh, that leads to me letting people know that uh, you two are both going to be at my Story Songs and Six Strings uh, Songwriter Series at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville, February 19th. So everybody can mark their calendars. They're going to see you guys up close and personal. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, it's my, it's my favorite. I love, I love telling stories and, and being able to uh, do intimate shows like that. And this is a perfect place for it, and I'm so glad this will be your first time at my show there for the both of you. And I'm so excited to have you there to share your songs from the album. And we get a great crowd who listen, and that is a true listening room, the Moonshine Cafe. So I can't wait for that. Um, let's turn to another track from the album. And then when we come back, I want to ask you a bit about a couple of things. One is about uh, mentoring and coaching uh, younger performers who are starting out, as you guys did, you know, a number of years ago, not too long ago, because you're still young, but uh, when you were starting out and kind of what advice you give and will give to to new people on the scene. But uh, this is track 15 from Whiskey and Lead, Worn Out My Welcome. And I'll let you, Meg, uh, tell us a bit about this song, the one that you wrote uh, sitting down on the floor. (laughs) Sure. Um... (laughs) I, I I hope if you can connect with this, I'm I'm sorry, but um, I hope that some people never know what it feels like to wear out your welcome um, in someone's heart. So that's what this song's kind of about, and it's about having enough dignity to walk out the door before you're asked to. So this song is called "Worn Out My Welcome." I hope you enjoy it. This is instant rivalry on in the country. There's a quiet. Bedroom when you turn off the light and go to sleep. A poor old mattress used to see love, and now that's just a distant memory. You treat me like a stranger, even though I live here. I walk into the room, you walk away. Did it heal like whiplash? Or has it been burned in? Like a fire you can no longer contain.
And that is Instant Rivalry, brother-sister duo Caleb and Meg Hutton. What a beautiful song, uh, Worn Out My Welcome. Heartbreaking, truly. And uh, your vocals on it, Meg, are just amazing. I love hearing you on that song. Thanks, Dave. It is nobody so actually good. Knows. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to make a joke that nobody knows that I, okay. I was actually singing a whole track. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your voice that's, into that's a whole other joke. pitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, Megan did a beautiful vocals on that. Oh goodness. Amazing. I'm sorry, uh, sounding nothing like lead on that song. No, you don't have to apologize that we had deserted island or desert island and uh what was the other word you came up with earlier? Wong. I wung it. I wung it. Wong, that's it. You wung it. <laughs> you wung the competition. I love it. And uh, you had a great one, Meg, uh, uh, breakfast, no, lunch bag letdown. Lunch bag letdown. I have not My dad heard that, that expression before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're getting all kinds of new uh, sayings here. Uh, this album is amazing. Whiskey and oh, lead. Brown. Um, what's that? I was saying, it's the lunch bag letdown. It's like when you're hoping for a cookie in that brown paper bag and mom only packed a sandwich, you know? It's a lunch bag letdown. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, Whiskey and Lead is out, and you were telling me before we came on the air that not only have you guys obviously reached out to people to get press, which, which you do, you have to do, but you're, got, you're getting people reaching out to you to uh, want to be on their shows and in their magazines. Yeah, I can't say too much because I think most of this is coming out well wait but i'll i will say that we've had magazines reach out to us and uh european radio stations and we've had over yeah it's been really amazing actually uh the day that everything went up online we were getting messages from uh places in europe that had heard the the songs and they wanted to review it for their magazines and for their radio stations and it's mm-hmm. completely amazing it's way more than i thought we were going to get off of the first couple weeks of our of our launch so it's been amazing would you like to tour europe one day in other parts like outside of canada with this music well yeah i keep seeing on james barker's insta page them all having all that fun we can't just let them have that right. fun by themselves I'm a I'm a super super history geek, so I think if we ever went on a European tour, I would uh, be very happy. That would be so <laughs> would be cool. Awesome. Bit, of, bit of history while you're there. A lot of music. Uh, perfect combination. The album is Whiskey and Lead. I'm speaking with Instant Rivalry. You can download the album. You can stream it. Uh, request the single Hoedown at your local country station. And, uh, yeah, get Whiskey and Lead going out there. Post it on your social media sites uh, and let other people know about it. Now, um, you guys, as I mentioned at your website, instantrivalry.com, reading about coaching and mentoring. Tell me about that. How important is that for you to kind of help up-and-coming performers uh, find their way a little bit easier? It is extremely important. So growing up in a small town, uh, there wasn't a lot in the way of coaching for us, Uh, not even like coaching or lessons, but I mean like 
actual mentorship in uh, in the music industry. Um, so we work with a recreational outreach center in our hometown, and we work with students yearly. We help them basically with almost any questions that they have about music, but past that, we put on a show with them. We, we, we basically partner them with other veterans in the industry based off of their genres, their music tastes, what their strengths are, and we put on a great big show at our local uh, theater, and we just like to inspire kids, and we like to basically give them any knowledge that, that we can and bolster their confidence and, and help them create a sustainable career in music. Even at our CD release concert, we gave away about 40 tickets to kids uh, from our community that would not be able to afford to go otherwise or other oh, like that. local. Yeah, we just wanted them there. And, you know, they literally we were doing a song and they all pulled out their phones and they had their flashlights on, you know, that thing that people do at concerts. And I started to cry and it was yep. embarrassing, but... Oh. <laughs> it's a community thing, and it was amazing. It's it very like it's important. It's a great uh, com- community, Prince Edward County. It sounds beautiful, of course. Um, and t- tell me a bit about Prince Edward County, the, the place itself and the music scene. Sure. Um, well, Prince Edward County has been for hundreds of years a farming community. It is starting to grow as people start to find our little paradise island and uh you know there's wineries and breweries and all that kind of stuff here it's it's a booming tourist town um our music community is extremely diverse we have jazz festivals down here as well as chamber music festivals we do have country music festivals rock music festivals and uh one great thing about our hometown is we have a great little radio station that we both work at and uh I do live music direction for them. Caleb sits on their board of directors and oh, great. I would say we work we work with about hundred and twelve artists through the radio station that are all from Prince Edward County. hundred and twelve. Oh, that's awesome. Hundred and twelve oh, yeah. artists that you're working with. Yeah. Hundred and twelve. There's something in the water down here, folks. <laughs> I love that. That is so great in that you're connected to the radio station there and the music scene um, in such a uh, positive way and uh, a commanding way. That's great. I think it's so it's so awesome. Um, as we get set to wrap up here, Caleb and Meg, um, we're heading into 2020 very soon. It's coming uh, shockingly soon. You know, we're, uh, new New Year's resolutions. We got to start thinking about and and goals. So I want goals. I wanted to ask you what uh, each of you would like to see happen uh, musically uh, for you guys in uh, 2020. 2020 uh, touring, if we can add Europe tours to that list, that would be amazing. Um, I want to keep writing new music, whether that's for us or for other people as well. And, uh, you know, finding new ways to connect to our fans through music and and outside of music, talking about our songs. I want 2020 to be a great year for us where we're riding off whiskey and lead and looking to the future as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think the, like the festivals, um, I would really love to do a really good festival tour um, in Canada this summer, and it would be amazing if we can head off to Europe and do even like an 8 or 12 day kind of stretch. It would be super cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, keep writing new music, and hopefully we can keep uh, Back 40 Productions, we can expand that and bring more artists down here and start recording uh some of the other artists that are out in Ontario that are looking to uh, 
to record and, and kind of, you know, do the alt country thing if they're not feeling like they're wanting to do that top 40 style of music and, Mm -hmm. and make, and make some real good music. It's funny. I was going to ask you that as my last question. If you, and you just answered it. um, If you do take artists, other artists um, and produce for, for them. So that is something you do, Caleb. And if somebody's listening, who's an artist, you can, uh, you can help them out in that regard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we nice. uh, love to uh, bring in uh, new artists and help produce them. And, and between that, yeah, just not just producing and recording, but we do a lot of talent developing. Uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes the past few months, trying to launch other artists. And yeah, check us out, guys. It's uh, back40pro.com. We're on Facebook. Things are growing. If you want to be part of our real music movement, I like to call it. Our like doors always real open. Real music movement. Door is always open. That is great. Check them out at that site and, of course, instantrivalry.com and Instant Rivalry on uh, social media. And, yeah, reach out, say hello to them. And, uh, you know, if you're an artist, connect with them for sure. And, and anyone listening, uh, contact your local station and say you want to hear Hoedown, which is the single out now from their album, Whiskey and Lead, 15 great tracks that you can stream, download, uh, purchase from your favorite record store, uh, if you can find one. And there are record stores out there. I think I saw you guys post in Belleville. People can get your album. Yeah, it's Sam the Record Man. Are there other places, oh, too? Yeah, you can, so you, can, you can get hard copies online. Um, you can get links to that at instantrivalry.com. If you're in the Belleville area, cool. Pinnacle Music has it, Sam the Record Man, Prince Edward County area, uh, Books and Company, Home Hardware, you know. <laughs> well, everywhere. Sam. Instant Rivalry is everywhere. We're trying. <laughs> Uh, and going more places all the time, uh, further and further. Thank you so much, Caleb and Meg. So great to have this chance to chat with you and share tracks from the album and get to know a bit more about you and all your musical pursuits and backgrounds. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Once again, my guests have been Caleb and Meg Hutton, brother and sister duo from Prince Edward County, and together they are known as Instant Rivalry. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.